Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to uh, um, another edition of The Sea Report. And today is a special day, guys, because guess what? We're playing a huge April Fool's prank on the people over at YouTube. <laughs> guess what, YouTube? Q&A Holes is back. And uh, this is actually going to be... We're, we're uh, simulcasting today on Twitch and on YouTube. Um, I am not going to check and verify that because I am still running on a temporary computer system. I'm looking to get a laptop very soon. It's going to be uh, more souped up and ready to handle programs and shows like this. So we can do a lot more things with you guys um, for the Q&A Holes audience and the C-Report audience. Um, so I'm very excited. Very, very excited. So you might have noticed maybe a couple of little changes to the screen. Uh, there's an annoying little leaf. I like leaf in the fall, so I guess it's okay. So for the C-Report today, you can hang around, dear little leafs, in the background, but we'll get you figured out. I'm sorry we're also running a little late because all of this uh, upgrade kind of thing just popped up and uh, uh, I and Mr. W were in the background trying to get this worked out in half no time so I could get... Uh, get to dinner tonight and then get back on the air tonight to do the Mr. C and the Magadon show. Um, and that'll be coming to you tonight at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern live on Twitch and on YouTube. So if you are following us on YouTube and we had, I mean, we we're, we're a humble outfit, you know, we're a humble outfit over at this, uh, this network. And, uh, we had like something like, I don't know, at one point up to 300 something followers on one of our YouTube accounts. And then, uh, after that, it would just, you know, fluctuate between 280 and 300. We never really could climb from there. Um, and, uh, so we made separate accounts. We had other followers that follow. So if you're following us on the YouTube account that this is on, or if you happen to see us and you're like, Hey, that guy's mug looks familiar. Make sure you subscribe. Um, if you're seeing us on Twitch, make sure you subscribe. And that's another thing, too, because I know the audience over on YouTube, um, or the audience that shall be, um, the C-Report, they're like, oh, oh, they don't know what the C-Report is, first of all. Um, the C-Report the itself being an offshoot of the Q&A Hulse podcast program that we run Wednesday and Saturday. Just doing some daily news and views, more like in-depth analysis, you know, and stuff like that. So, well, as, as analytical as my eye can get you and as far as my tongue can uh, take you um, in my analysis, that's what we're doing. So, anyways, the long and short of it is... Uh, we are also trying to get the C report on at a godly hour, so this way I can speak to you guys before you fall asleep. Um, so I do have some good news for you in regards to the C reports time slot or showtime. Uh, we will be coming to you guys before six p.m. <laughs> That's the best I can do for you right now, okay? And that's 6 p.m. Central Time. 6 p.m. Central Time. So um, I'm really looking at uh, maybe 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Central. I, I mean, I, you, I'm not really competing with the Daily News, and I'm not really here to compete anyways. I'm just here to talk, and then, you know, as long as it's archived, even if people are hearing us on the podcast side, because we are also running on podcast systems all around the podcast world until they take us down, because... 
that's what we're hearing now is that the government and big censorship and big media and big tech and corporation are all going to start going after the podcast. They're going to start going after radio. They're going to start going after the people that they can't, that people, they're going to start going after the ones that are not, uh, you know, pretty enough for TV basically. So, and, and we're usually the ones that speak the most truth anyways, but, um, so that's the thing there, you know, we have our, um, we have our podcast listeners as well. So yes, uh, we'll try and do that. I think it would be really cool, especially cause like on Twitch, like there's a revolution happening on Twitch. Now, you know, I know some people at the Q and a holes podcast family might say, you know, there's really not as many people on Twitch. There's really not like a, a following for what we're doing and, and stands to reason because Twitch is now growing more so to be a platform that allows things like our podcasts to be on as opposed to just like, um, you know, live streaming gameplay and stuff like that. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there might be something that works at the network for that as well too. But what I'm talking about with Twitch is this, uh, revolution, this revolution of liberty and you know, peace speakers that are coming on the air and talking about all these things. And, um, you know, this program is, is, uh, is no exception, you know? So I kind of think that being sandwiched somewhere in between, um, I don't know, Tori says and millennial Millie and, uh, April of June. And, uh, quite frankly, I think the Sea Report would fit in great somewhere around 4 or 5 p.m. Central Time, 5 p.m., 6 p.m. Eastern. I don't know. What do you guys think? You tell me, and then uh, we'll see what we can do. But um, uh, anyways, let's get straight into the news. Now, we had quite a, quite a past couple of heavy shows. Um, we were hitting hard on some issues with COVID, etc. You can go back and check them out on our Twitch account. If you're over on YouTube and you catch this, go to our Twitch account. Um, and then we may also at some point start to upload, uh, previous episodes that we do have archived since we've been on Twitch because our long battle between YouTube, Google, Spotify, and the Q and A holes has been one that it's like, God, like we don't even, we don't, we don't even like move the needle. You know what I mean? Like our passion over here moves the needle, but our, our reach does not really move the needle. You know, we've become our own echo chamber and yet the media, no, not the media. <laughs> the media don't know the face of Mr. C yet, but the media, I mean, uh, big tech censorship, whatever you want to call it, all the things that the state of Texas is now fighting for and a law that has just been signed. Um, uh, they were still, they, we we're seemingly still being, you know, um, blocked, banned, shadow banned, all that stuff. I mean, I even looked up our, our website in that one, or I even looked up our account name in that one website that tells you whether or not you're being shadow banned, like on Twitter. We weren't. Um, and so, like, um, it was just very interesting to me that uh, the program received so many technical difficulties. Uh, we've, we've been banned on uh, different platforms, but we're still here tenacious as ever for having no reach. I, I really couldn't understand why we were becoming coming under such hardship, like, uh, or seemingly so see, unless it was all manufactured, which I, I've that thought crossed my mind as well, because, you know, some people do anything for ratings, but I'm not one of those people. So I would never do that to you guys. 
But, but nonetheless, we prevail and we continue. So that's, that's just the long and short of it. So if you are on YouTube or you catch us later on, make sure you subscribe. If you're on Twitch and you see my ugly mug talking in this Ronald McDonald red, white, and blue. No, just kidding. It's this red and yellow. I'm, I'm wearing my tight yellow today, guys. It's a little hard to breathe. So uh, bear with me. But uh, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you join us at QNAholespodcast.com. Um, you, you know, we're all just, we're all just in motion and in progress and everything is a work in progress. So anyways, I am long winded. Allow me to stop speaking so we can get to some of this news today. Um, and, uh, we're just going to do some headlines. Now, let me tell you what I, you know, I've, um, I've always, uh, I've always done or, or attempted to hobby speaking, do things like this. Now this is, is more of a public service for me and I enjoy it. I enjoy speaking with you, America, and I enjoy, uh, um, sharing with you some of the things that I think are relevant, but, um, uh, I'm still getting to the point of, of refining, not just my searching. Like I told you guys in this process, I learned that the way, way back machine was not just a cool way of saying that you're really savvy at surfing the net. Like I didn't even know that. So uh, it's been a learning process for me. And, um, I'm still learning to refine. I'm still at that point where I can be doing a day's worth of research and I know I need to get on air in like X amount of time. And, <laughs> I can't stop. And then like, I know I still need to put everything together and, and what, so this way there's a flow. I need to find some pictures for the little box right here. You know, I need to do all of that stuff. Um, I mean, video was great for saving time because I could just show you and not have to speak. And then I could do some back prep in the background, but I can't even do that at the moment. Maybe hopefully after this weekend, I will be able to, not because I, I want to, you know, procrastinate delays because there's a lot of things I got to do. There's a lot of stuff I got to prepare. Now, today's report, I was actually, because I'm saying headlines, 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 like we need to get back to some of the headlines just because we were on some um, very important informational tangents the last two days. But I was going to do, I was going to return to the border <laughs> because I know we've been covering the border um, more, uh, well, more, maybe more so than others, but I think the border is really something that a lot of people are talking about right now, um, especially in the legacy media. And that's especially because so many people are pushing back right now, even, uh, lifelong Democrats and bleeding heart Democrats. And these people who are just anti-Trump have to push back. There are some people we're not hearing from who are, uh, once the crown jewel favorites of the Democrat party, people like Beto O'Rourke and let me tell you what, guys, let me tell you what. I was going to go to the border. I was going to do a border story. We're going to talk about uh, some more of the crisis, a lot of the things having to do with the children, and a few other things, including a little trip down memory lane, or maybe just a little excursion into discovering who this shady character who dressed so well and spoke just like Barack Obama, Beta O'Rourke was. Um... And it's just, it's just the funniest of coincidences, right? Um, but I can't do it on this episode because then this episode would be a border episode. So stay tuned. Maybe we'll get it going tomorrow because I found a lot of information. Um, and this stuff is talking about the border crisis, the hypocrisy of uh, some of our legislatures, including people like Beto O'Rourke, but also their ties to certain companies. Um, 
that, as we've briefly mentioned um, on uh, Q&A Holes podcast episodes, uh, deal with child sex trafficking. And we're talking about a border crisis where nothing but minors are coming in. Why are we seeing an influx of nothing but minors? There was a report today uh, where they were talking to a four-year-old minor that was uh, tagging along with like a a 17-year-old, a 12-year-old, and I don't know, maybe 20-something, you know? And then there was another story about a four-year-old that was wandering around in the desert by himself. So what is it with these children? What is it with these children? So I can't do that story today because it would have it would have monopolized today's episode and we need to read some headlines. Okay, we need to we need to come back. We'll come back to that. I promise you, um, because I still have all information still here. Like I'm telling you, I decided not to talk about that story 15 minutes before going on air. And I had to get all of the other articles out that I was not going to do because we need to do headlines and we'll go. We will talk about that tomorrow. If not. Very No, we'll talk about it tomorrow. We'll do it tomorrow. I just, I can't let that one go for too long. Okay, so let's get into some headlines like I keep saying. Uh, first of all, boop, you know who that man is. You know him and you love him. Okay, so uh, Trump, 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 Trump. Uh, we all heard uh, Trump's speech yesterday, oh, his interview yesterday on the Sea Report from the night before. Um, so now we have some responses coming from Donald Trump. Now we were going to talk about, um, like how he opened up his new website because of course he's got such media blackout. No one's covering him. Uh, Facebook's deleting interviews. They don't want it. Um, so he has a new website now called 45office.com. We talked about it and I told you I wanted to kind of show it to you guys. Now we're not going to go into cult of personality here at the C report. I promise you guys. I promise you guys, Mr. C's not that kind of man. Like, he's very loyal, but, uh, you know, just let the record reflect whatever it needs to reflect, right? So, um, this is not a cult personality, but we are, I am showing you this um, website because I think, I have a feeling this is going to be kind of like whitehouse.gov for us for the next, you know, uh, however long this journey might take. Hopefully it's less than four years. Hopefully it's less than two years. We'll see. But anyway, so I would encourage you guys to go here. Don't forget if you're going to be making any monetary contributions or donations towards the activities that the office of Donald J. Trump is committed to preserving, which is the magnificent legacy of the United States of America, and making sure that America is first, that you donate through these chains, 45 Office or his website, DonaldJTrump.com. Um, but make sure it's coming from the horse's mouth. Do not, do not fall for these grifters that set up uh, fake accounts in the name of liberty and supporting Donald Trump or anyone who's in the patriot media, not just Donald Trump, but anyone. Um, just make sure that the money is going to these people and not to the people who are trying to use us and to steal from us in order, just like the government, they take our money to work against us. That's what these people are doing. So make sure that you pay attention to that. And I, I would strongly recommend you go through these main sites like this one, 45office.com or uh, DonaldJTrump.com. So anyways, so um, along with this, because now that uh, the Laura Trump interview has been successfully um, um, executed, and now that America is finally waking up to the fact that they need to take off their masks, I know it's been ringing clear in your head. Let me tell you about an amazing experience I had today. Let me tell you about an amazing experience because I told you I'm coming on the Sea Report and the last two episodes I hammered into your head. It is time, America. Take your damn masks off, right? Okay, I 
I am living by my word. And so today I took my first huge step and left home with no mask, with nothing, which means that Mr. C, who has no transportation and has to walk <laughs> to the store to go grocery shopping and um, who is not above walking to the store, but is who is not below walking off property with a shopping trolley that does not belong to me, but belongs to the store as a means of uh, commuting my groceries home. <laughs> Okay, so I mean, this is this is walking on faith, guys. I'm walking on faith that I'm going to take a 15 or 20 minute walk and the store's not going to turn me around and then I'm going to get home and then someone's going to be like, hey, why didn't you take your mask? And um, I tell you what, guys, I, for someone who's not being religious, was calling on the name of God the entire time I was walking to that store. <laughs> and when I got there... A lady said to me, excuse me, sir, can you please put on your mask? And I looked at her and I said, I'm sorry, but I have a medical condition. <laughs> and she said, oh, okay, God bless you. Thank you. Go on in. And I said, okay, <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be that easy. All right. Well, let's do this, Mr. C. Uh, went up to the pharmacy. I got my uh, a prescription for one of my family members and uh, no problem there whatsoever. All smiles. And you know what I said? I said, thank you, Francesca. I really appreciate it. And I smiled and she boop, bopped up and people were clearing the aisles for me. People. And it was weird. It wasn't like they, I, I mean, all you can see is the eyes right on these people, their faces covered. If they're, if they're making a scowl at you, if they're mad at you, you can't see it. Their eyes, either their eyes averted, like they look down <laughs> or, or, or they didn't look angry. They didn't look surprised. Some of them looked jealous. Some of them looked, some of them looked, um, I don't know. I don't know what the word is to describe. P people were clearing the way. No one was being rude. I, I mean, I almost felt like they wanted to do it themselves. And, um, I remember a long time ago when I was in the store, I said, to, and this was when it was all like in the heat of it. I was like, if I see one person in the store with no mask, I'm taking it off, you know? And then lo and behold, I saw a man, my mask came off. Right. And that man was my strength. Like he was my example. Like, like, cause he was there doing that. I found the strength inside myself to do that. And because and that man did have people that were like looking at him because he was also white. So I think that might've had something to do with it. You're white and you're not wearing a mask. What the hell? So, um, I did that. So here was my reward. I mean, aside from the fact that I was able to smile at everyone and I did, I smiled. I was like, I might have a toothless grin, but I am going to show you my pearly, uh, my, <laughs> my pearly off whites because you know what? I haven't been able to, you haven't seen my smile in a year, America, a uh, town in Texas where I live. But, um, the payoff for me was when probably about being in the store for about 30 minutes, um, I'm walking down an aisle and at the end of the aisle, <laughs> a family comes and it is a mother and like three kids, one in the seat and two at her side. One of them's a little older, probably about, you know, 10 or 11, still, still preteens. And all of them have no mask. And they look beaten. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And um, the children, uh, the, particularly the two small ones, they looked um, scared. And the preteen one looked uh, kind of unconnected and frustrated. And uh, the mother was just, she looked beaten. 
So I'm walking by and, and like, as I approach them, I look at them and they all look at me and I smiled at them and I was like, Hey guys, how are you doing? And they just looked at me and they're like, Oh, and like, I was like, Oh my God. I mean, that I felt so good because there's no telling. Maybe, maybe you don't know what their story is. You don't know what they're going through. Uh, you don't know what they went through being in that store. You don't know. And especially cause she had children. Like you can just imagine the Karens of the world coming out and persecuting this woman and calling CPS on her because she did not have children. And, uh, it just made me feel good. It made me feel good. It made me feel good. It made me feel good. So that's my amazing uh, maskless story for today, folks. Take off your masks. Um, address it kindly. Be polite. That's the only way we're going to get these guys at this point because the other ones are coming at us with their teeth out. Um, th- there was a video that Tori says showed that with a man who like literally like broke a guy's window down with his bike because the guy w- had a megaphone. And And, you know, if I hadn't seen that video... Maybe I wouldn't have had the strength to do this because that man was on a megaphone and, and me, I should, I should, I don't know if the clip's still there. She said it was hard to find. She said she had it on her Facebook. I don't have Facebook anymore. I can't see it. So, um, the man was on a, uh, the man was on a, uh, a megaphone in his car and he was, the, the car was like, p- picture a, a small, uh, busy two lane street in your downtown center where a lot of tourists or, or businesses and people walk and slow traffic. So this guy's on a megaphone just saying, Hey guys, good job wearing your mask. The government's definitely not lying to you. Hey, I'd like to compliment you on thinking about your community and forgetting the fact that, you know, you might be hurting yourself by cutting off. He didn't even say anything like that. He didn't even say anything scientific. He was congratulating the people for mindlessly following the government. And all of a sudden this joker comes out of nowhere And he starts like hitting his car with his bike, like hitting his car. And then eventually he breaks the window. And the entire time that this this, this guy is attacking him, is assaulting him, the man on the megaphone never freaks out. He never loses his cool. He never curses at the man. He never gets angry. He, He stays so calm. And keep saying, hey, it's okay, buddy. I get it. You don't understand what's going on. I don't blame you for being this upset and attacking me. You know, but you got to stop it because you're vandalizing my car. <laughs> I, uh, do you know how much strength that, that man had to have had to resist the urge to fall into some sort of negative, like, reaction towards what was happening to him? I mean, he didn't even go into fight mode. He didn't even go into flight mode. Like, who the hell is this guy? He was getting his car literally pounded on with a 10-speed bike by a crazy brainwashed lemming that was so pissed off that he was saying anything against the narrative. And I sat there and I watched that video and I said, well, Mr. C, (laughs) are you ready for this? Because you always said you'd do it. Um, I had a great experience with no mask in public today and I had a great reception. So have faith, America. There will be crazy lemmings out there. And I'm not saying that maybe someday someone's not going to, you know, throw a 10 speed bike at me. But we have to be ready for it and we have to be ready for the sacrifice if we want to make sure that they don't pass these vaccine passports and they don't require this to be a mandate, regardless of how many of our governors will stand up like DeSantis is, because I haven't heard Abbott say anything yet, but I know he's been a very busy man. I know Governor Abbott has been very busy, so I'm not going to, but he's already getting my letters. So, you know, like 
we, though, have to make sure that the people that we are crying out to do these things for us, we need to make sure that they see our support. If we're going to be asking them to, to, to stop these people or to write these laws or to save America, they need to see our support and we have to show it to them in droves. Okay, guys? All right, so take off your masks because as long as those masks are on America... The deep states, the globalists, the black hats, whatever you want to call them, believe that they have the upper hand. And, and, and maybe on the other side of the coin, the patriots are maybe they're using that as a measuring stick. Also, maybe you're, they're using how willing Americans are to put those masks on and go along with COVID. Maybe the patriots are using that as a measuring guidepost also. So let us show them that we support them by courageously taking off our masks and with a spirit of civil disobedience, with respect for our society and our communities, take off our masks and show them that we are not going to put up with these ridiculous COVID mandates anymore. And with that said, let's uh, turn to some news from Donald Trump. <laughs> All right. Now, Donald Trump did release a, a letter in regards to the $2 trillion infrastructure plan that um, Biden released or uh, set to release or whatever. So let's let well, he responded. Let's see what it has to say. All right. The office of Donald J. Trump. March 31st, 2021. Statement by Donald J. Trump, 45th President of the United States of America. You see, why can't they say, um, we have live tonight Donald J. Trump, 45th President of the United States of America. Why, Newsmax, do you have to call him the former president? Could you just call him the 45th President if you're really on our side? Okay. Joe Biden's radical plan to implement the largest tax hike in American history is a massive giveaway to China and many other countries that will send thousands of factories, millions of jobs and trillions of dollars to these competitive nations. The Biden plan will crush American workers and decimate United States manufacturing while giving special tax privileges to outsourcers, foreign and giant multinational corporations. Ooh, doesn't that sound juicy? This sounds to me like uh, Biden's infrastructure plan is almost like, um, I don't know, um, a reverse of, of, of the USMCA. Like, uh, what's up with that? USMC. I apologize. Not the United States Marine Corps. My bad. <laughs> no, but uh, because, you know, we had jobs being outsourced. We were losing manufacturing uh, with things like, well, NAFTA, which was just, it, that was the, I mean, that was the worst agreement. Like that NAFTA was like, oh, well, we'll pay you to do business and you can do business with us for free and we'll give you things for free. Like NAFTA was terrible. Manufacturing offshores. It sounds like Biden's infrastructure plan is going to do exactly that. Okay, there's more. Biden promised to build back better, um, make America great again, build back better. Sounds like the same idea to me. But the country he is building up in particular is China and other large segments of the world. Under the Biden administration, America is once again losing the economic war with China. And Biden's ludicrous multi-million or multi-trillion dollar plan or dollar tax hike. God, this isn't even an infrastructure plan, people. This is a tax hike. Uh, 
is a strategy for total economic surrender. Sacrificing good-paying American jobs is the last thing our citizens need as our country recovers from the effects of the global pandemic. Biden's policy would break the back of the American worker with among the highest business tax rates in the developed world. Under Biden's plan, if you create jobs in America and hire American workers, you will pay more in taxes. Now, America, it seems to me like this has been the case, except for four years when, you know, President Donald Trump was actually optically, visually speaking, the president. Like, manufacturing came back and boomed. Uh, business uh, taxes were cut and businesses came back to America. Businesses who started in America and went offshores and were never seen to manufacture here in America again started coming back to America. Uh, automotive started coming back to America. I mean, everything was coming up roses until, um, I don't know, Biden and his administration and all his manhandling puppeteers uh, stole the election in front of our very eyes in... Uh, the fall of 2020. So yeah, very interesting. And, 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 and again, all of this seems to benefit China. And we, we, we've talked about a little bit some of Biden's family ties to China, whether it's his daughter-in-law or his wife or other members of his family, his brother. You know, like, we all know about that. It's the stuff that the legacy media wishes we wouldn't talk about. Um, they're trying to maybe cover up all of his dealings with Hunter Biden's laptop. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, like these people, I, I think that they're uh, I think they're in a bit more of a tizzy than they realize and that their um, gradual plummet downward spiral has caused them to panic more than they realize how much they're messing up. Um, let's see here. Under Biden's plan, if you create jobs in America and hire American workers, you will pay more in taxes. But if you close down your factories in Ohio and Michigan... If you fire U.S. workers and move all your production to Beijing and Shanghai, just like the globalists had planned from the jump, you will pay less. It is the exact opposite of putting America first. It is putting America last. Companies that send American jobs to China should not be rewarded by Joe Biden's tax bill. They should be punished so they keep those job rights here in America, where they belong. Finally, it says, this legislation would be among the largest self-inflicted economic wounds in history. If this monstrosity is allowed to pass, the results will be more Americans out of work, more families shattered, and more factories abandoned, more industries wrecked, and more main streets boarded up and closed down. Just like it was before I took over the presidency four years ago, just like it was in Obama's America, where this would have been the new normal. This would have been the new normal, but it wasn't because guess what? We, Trump, discovered the magic wand. It was called the Federal Reserve Central Bank of the United States of America that has been playing with, uh, with, um, has been playing with our, with our uh, economy since uh, it was incepted in 1913 and ratified in 1916. So, okay, so... This is this. I mean, this is exactly. Yep. Uh, let me finish it. The president then says, "Whoopsies." I then set record low unemployment with 160 million people working. This tax hike is a classic 
globalist betrayal by illegitimate Joe, I mean, he says Joe Biden, and his friends. The lobbyists will win. The special interests will win. China will win. The Washington politicians and government bureaucrats will win. But hardworking American families will lose. Joe Biden's cruel and heartless attack on the American dream must never be allowed to become federal law. Just like our southern border went from best to worst in a span of three months and is now in shambles, our economy will be destroyed. And uh, that is from the desk of the 45th president of the United States of America, Donald Trump. So indeed, this man will be uh, making appearances, I think, quite more and more often. I feel like something big is about to come, honestly, guys. I feel like something big, something big and beautiful is about to come. I don't know what it is, but I feel it. It is April Fool's. (laughs) I already already said we're playing April Fool's on YouTube today because we're live on YouTube, Mr. C. Oh my God, Mr. C on YouTube. Okay, so, all right. So, uh, yes, this, this whole thing with the Biden tax hike. Uh, what, what, what they were hoping would have been considered uh, an infrastructure plan, I guess you could say, but that is, that is, uh, those are words to listen to America. Listen to the words of your president, because he's telling you that this infrastructure bill, it ain't no infrastructure bill. And, uh, it sounds like it's going to do a whole lot more damage than it is going to do good in the long run. Pardon me. Uh, let's see here. Okay, so I thought I had pulled up an article on that. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Okay, so let's just take a brief look at this $2 trillion infrastructure. I don't want to spend too much time on it because I feel that I might be able to dig on it a little bit more. Uh, but from the Epic Times, it says, uh, Biden outlines $2 trillion infrastructure plan that includes corporate tax increases. So they're getting they're already we're talking about the tax increases on businesses or corporations that uh President Trump had mentioned in his memo in his uh, release. And um what does that go to show? Um I mean if you if one understands how like that corporate tax works, like you know, the lower the taxes for a corporation, the more likely they're going to stay in the country to actually run business and you know attract people and business and wealth to the location they're in. So if you raise those corporate taxes, and um, under Trump they were down to an all-time low. I know it was in the mid to low twenties, and it had previously been in the thirties. So that that was pretty low, pretty low, pretty low. Um, So this article says in a speech in Pittsburgh, President Joe Biden, illegitimate, unveiled his two trillion dollar infrastructure. Let's see here. I don't really care about what he has to say. I want to see what it says. Biden's wide-ranging proposal, the details of which were laid out in a fact sheet released by the White House on March 31st, is the first part of a two-part economic plan he aims to pass through Congress in the coming months. The second part of his plan features even more ideals outside the traditional infrastructure scope, such as expanding health insurance coverage, extending the expanded child tax benefit, and more. So when he says expanding health insurance coverage, does he mean that all the illegals, like he's going to expand it to cover all the illegals, and then maybe he's going to expand it to cover like all the felons and then he can expand it to cover all the dead people. I don't know what he, I mean, how anyways. Okay. It continues. Um, 
I don't care what Biden has to say about it. According to the White House, the $2 trillion plax, uh, plan will be paid for more uh, for by increasing the corporate tax rate to 28% from the current 21%. So I told you we were in the low 20s. We're at 21%. He wants to raise it up seven points. Um, and that's just going to scare more. It's going to scare more businesses away and they're going to start leaving America again. America, a senior administration official told reporters earlier, March 31st, that the infrastructure plan wouldn't include increases in the top marginal tax rate or to the capital gains tax. Some of the areas Biden's plan includes are $621 billion for transportation and infrastructure for people like Pete Buttigieg, um, who's a member of the Truman National Security um, Project project um, to probably do whatever he wants with. He's going to go spend it on a bunch of popper parties and hot dogs. How about that? $400 billion toward expanding access to quality, affordable home or community-based care for aging relatives and people with disabilities. And they're going to do that, of course, because when COVID-2 comes, they're going to need their governors to send more COVID-infested people into, into more disability and uh, age-based affordable care homes. Because obviously, the more of those are around, the more the COVID will spread. I mean, that's what Biden's planning to do that. I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, he's like, there cannot be any other geriatrics here. I'm the only old daddy around. I can be the only old silver fox. Don't you get it? There's more competition for me as a silver fox than there is if there's more daddies around. Okay, anyways. So, um, uh, let's see. He's expanding this. $300, $300 billion for boosting manufacturing supply chains, building 500,000 electric vehicle chargers. Oh, yeah, I think it was Joe one of two had mentioned that it was a lot of this was going to go to building electric cars. Um, and that makes no sense either, America, because um, they're cutting down coal and electricity and they're making us use wind turbines that don't even work. And they're, they're making us use solar energy that actually uh, releases a, a different kind of poisonous gas into the atmosphere and kills you. Like, why are they putting money into electric cars if they don't even have an infrastructure for electricity or a, a, an electric grid that you can really rely on? And the half of it is, is owned by China with access by them and the Russians because that's what Biden did for them. So I don't get it, America. Do you? If you understand, please do. <laughs> Let me know. Um, let's see. Biden's proposal could mean an over $2 trillion tax increase on businesses of all sizes, hurting Americans' poor and working families the hardest. The tax hikes mean lower wages and higher prices for Americans. Um, and this was said by Matthew Dickerson of the Heritage Foundation um, and their Grover M. Herman Center um, for the federal budget. Okay. And then it says here also, um, of course, we already had the response by Donald Trump, so I don't need to go through that with you guys about it. Um, yeah, uh, this guy here says, unfortunately, most of the Biden plan ignores the ABCs of infrastructure policy recommendations. I mean, I think, I think if, cause I, Trump never really got to get to an infrastructure. Like he, he had to, he had to fix his foundations first since they had left him in shandles and he had to, he had to fix the walls because we were living in a, in a broken, we were living in a house with a broken foundation and no walls. <laughs> so he didn't really get to get to infrastructure. Can you imagine what that? administration would have done to our bridges our roads our parks can you imagine what that would have looked like we would have had tiffany lamps on every street corner <laughs> no just kidding uh, the the streets would have been paved with gold because we would have been using real sound currency again that had real value you know we would have the top of the line can you imagine the reason why cars are made out of aluminum now is because your dollar 
doesn't buy you real metal pr to protect you from crashes because it's so expensive because our dollars lost so much spending power because of the Federal Reserve Central Bank. Ooh, we keep saying that name here on the C Report. You might start to think that I have something against the Federal Reserve Central Bank other than the fact that they've made a slave labor. They've made me a they've made me an indentured servant. They've made me a slave to uh to hidden fiat um debt slave. They they've made me and the rest of America a debt slave. They've made my life much harder. Uh they've 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 made me take much longer to find myself in my spiritual path. No, just kidding. I cannot I have to take responsibility for myself. But I'm here now, and I'm here. But no, th this is this is that that they are the ones, the Federal Reserve, Central Bank. It was nationalized by Trump, and now one of their minions is in the Treasury because we nationalized it. So pay attention, America. All right, okay, so let's get off of this. Um, I will go more into this infrastructure bill as it merits it, and as we, we peer more into I actually haven't even seen the, the at least the face of the bill. Like, I at least like to, like, look at the bills before I start. But, I mean, I guess I'm turning into a true politician congressman, right? We're going to talk about the bill, and we're going to vote on it, and we're not even going to read it. Okay. All right, I'll, I'll be a little bit easy on myself, guys, okay? <laughs> Anyways, all right, let's see what else uh, I have in the headlines for you guys today since I'm trying to avoid the border. <laughs> Okay, because we're going to talk about the border tomorrow. Um, oh, let's take a look at this one, guys. Uh, this one is from Mimi Nguyen Lee. Um, and it says that the Pentagon releases policy updates for transgender people in the United States of America. Um, yeah, I can talk about transgenders. Okay, so revisions to align with Biden's executive orders. Now, I'm interested to see what this is going to be about because we have the military that's gone PC woke, Karen Snowflake, right? Like they're they're making they are making they are making hermaphrodite body armor for transgender people that just can't decide on the battlefield today. I mean, come on, like what the hell? Okay, so, all right, oh, wait, wait, don't forget, don't forget the Truman National Security Project. It, they've already gotten their interior designers out to go ahead and revamp the State Department and make them the same Morlock, Karen, liberal SJWs, like, you know, hey, Joaquin Castro, how's that panty project going, right? Okay, so let's see what the updates are for the transgender people in the United States military. The Pentagon has announced policy mandates regarding transgender people serving in the United States military to align with President Joe Biden's executive orders issued earlier this year. The updated policies, let me see what that says. Okay, the updated policies prohibit discrimination on the basis of gender identity, including a person's self-identification as transgender. Okay, so first of all, uh wasn't that kind of discrimination already prohibited? Anyways, allow people to serve in the military in their self-identified gender. Um, so that means if they're somewhere between man and woman, I, and even though they know where they're going, <laughs> you know, I guess they, I, I, what would you call them? If they're literally in transition on the battlefield and, you know, they're having a, they're having a moment because they, they can't decide if, the, if the, the enemy fire is firing at them because they think they're a hot man or a hot woman or because they're their enemy because they don't know. <laughs> they're like, well, it's a man. I look like a woman now, but do you think he likes me? <laughs> okay, anyways, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? You're under all of this mental and emotional strain and your body is just like, what are you doing to me? And, and you're hurting and yet you want to go on the field and defend America. And do you really think... 
in transition gender person that you're going to benefit yourself or your country if you uh, if your body's going through this i'm not saying it's wrong i'm not saying don't do it i'm saying you do whatever you want you know your body your choice right i mean i'm gonna use your words against you but all i'm saying is have some mercy on your body let yourself get through transition you know let yourself heal Mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, and then go defend America. You know what I mean? Anyways, okay. Uh, this seems like a bunch of BS. Okay, so let's see what else we got here in this article. Um, allow people to serve in the military and their self, whatever. Okay, and allow service members to access gender transition medical procedures, which would be funded by the military Pentagon spokesman, John Kirby. There we go, America. We found out what this is about. This has nothing to do with discrimination. This has nothing to do with uh, being able to identify yourself as a Jabberwocky on the battlefield. This has to do with allowing these people to have medical access, to have access to the taxpayers of America's money to allow us to pay for them to have these gender reassignment surgeries, to have transition medical procedures. And and I'm sure that goes from everything from therapy to a knife on the cutting room floor. In other words, when they cut off your genitals. So I'm sure that 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 would cover all of it. America is going to cover your therapy sessions. America is going to cover your rehabilitation sessions when you can't figure out how to use your new penis. America is going to cover how to, I don't know. I mean, what what else are we going to cover? Like, why do we have to pay for this? Why does the military have to pay for this? Why, guys? Like, what is up with that? So that's what this is really about. This is about them having access to the money. This is not about being able to call yourself a man-woman in the barracks. Like, it has nothing to do with that. It's all about the money. The number of service members who self-identify as transgender could range from 1,000 to 8,000, which includes those who may not seek a partial or full medical transition, according to Stephanie Miller, the Pentagon's military ascension director, <clears throat> who cited previous studies. She said there are about 2,200 servicemen diagnosed with gender dysphoria and are seeking gender transition medical procedures. Can, can they not do this? Like... Why are we paying for it? The Pentagon would fund and facilitate the procedures for each individual on a case-by-case basis. Ah, that is crazy, guys. That is crazy. Look, there are more than 1.3 million active-duty troops and close to 800,000 in the National Guard and Reserves. According to the Pentagon and the department spent about $8 million on transgender care from 2016 to 2019. Now, do you think that maybe that money would have been better spent on uh, more training for our troops? Uh, maybe um, maybe a specialized training. Maybe instead of spending $8 million on transgender care, we could have spent $8 million on Krav Maga and teach them a whole new fighting style. That, that way we can go and be more efficient or, or something like that. I don't know. Like, like why are we spending this money is so ridiculous okay let me turn this article off because it's getting me excited all right let's see what else do we got today uh we only got a few minutes left so let me hit a couple of more articles now i want to uh, we're already on we're already talking about covid some so i mean let's talk about this one i mentioned it already um this one is great. Uh, this is I told you. I told you Governor Abbott has been busy. 
Texas Senate passes bill that would block social media companies from banning users for their political views. So even though I accidentally probably already got us banned on YouTube today on our first day back because I'm talking about transgender and saying the word, um, maybe it won't because uh, after all, Mr. C does come from Texas and uh, we will sue a bitch if we have to. Okay, so Texas Senate passes bill that would block. Okay, the Texas Senate passed a bill that forbids social media companies that have at least 100 million users per month to block ban, demonetize, or discriminate against any of their use due to their political views. Wait a minute. (laughs) All right, Abbott, let's take this back to the drawing table. (laughs) Mr. C does not have 100 million users. Okay. All right. Let's get this back to the drawing table, America. (laughs) Like, I'm not going to settle for this. We need, we need, uh, I would say like 10. I would say, and no, we don't need a hundred million users. We don't need one user. We should not be blocked, banned, demonetized, or discriminated against any, uh, period, period, period. Okay, Abbott, don't tell me that this was just uh, one feather to put in your hat and make you look like a good governor. And then you're going to go, oh, you got to have 100 million. U- oh, the only person who has 100 million users in Texas is Alex Jones. And he's a shill. He's, he's compromised. And he's going to get back on the airs because he has more than 100 million users. And everyone's going to listen to him because he can do it legally. And yet he is a compromised... Oh, guy, I say shill, but I mean, what if he's just compromised? What if he's just blackmailed? What if he still has a good heart? you see this America, they're going to put this man who's been blackmailed, compromised back on the air. Thank you, Governor Abbott, for thinking about Alex Jones, but not about the rest of Texas. Okay. Senate Bill 12, which is sponsored by Republican State Senator Brian Hughes, passed on Thursday and would apply to Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and other platforms. Hughes said in a video posted on Twitter that the bill is going to get Texas back online. I don't see how, if Mr. C can't get back online, how it's going to work. I think we all have to, because I have no viewers. I'm just kidding, I have one. But, you know, if I have none and I need 100 million, how am I going to get back online? <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, um, anyways, okay. I think we all have to acknowledge these social media companies are the new town square, Hugh said. Duh, yes it is. Um, a small group of people in San Francisco can't dictate free speech for the rest of us, though they may try. It needs to be an open exchange of ideas and Senate Bill 12 is going to get Texans back online. He said that the bill is on its way to the state house and that it is expected to get a good consideration, adding that he hopes that the governor will sign it into law. Governor Abbott, you will make sure that they amend that one line in the bill and that you will make sure that it says all and every Texan, regardless of how many followers they have. Oh. That's crazy. Okay, so, all right. Well, we'll keep an eye on that one, America. Okay, so uh, let's see here. Um, um, do I have maybe one or two more stories we're going to share with you guys? And then we're going to wrap it at the C Report for today, but we will be back for tomorrow. Um, <clears throat> Nah, not that one. Nah, not that one. Ugh. Okay, let's do this one. And let me let me look up something. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, we'll close the we'll close the show with some good news and maybe something that was like you know a little kind of funny. But you know we're not. Okay, hold on. Let me just uh, do this real quick because I want to. This is this is a little this is a little celebration on Thursday for um, the C report. <laughs> This story was just, it was one of those interesting stories and we kind of followed it, even though not a lot of people were. 
because I don't think it was really relevant to a lot of people, even though I, I think it was pretty relevant because what was going to happen out of this, what was going to, what was going to be, what, what we would have seen out of this that very well could have been something very interesting to see was that the Democrats who now had a president now had pretty much a majority Senate and of course their house, um, they were literally going to try to steal. Not that they hadn't done it already yet, right? They were literally going to try to steal a seat from another candidate that won in the 2020 elections. Not just Donald Trump. Like, they stole that from him, plain outright. Like, they almost shafted him as bad as Hillary Clinton and the DNC shafted Bernie Sanders if America hadn't seen it with our own eyes, right? So, um... This story, we, we, we talked about it a few times on the show. Um, it was the story that was going on in Iowa. And this had to do with um, the representative Marianne Miller Meeks. Oh, where'd the story go? Oh my God, the story disappeared. Oh, I have to find this story for you guys real quick. Hold on. Um, okay, so, well, as, oh, you know, screw it. I don't need, I, I already know what it says. So let me put this on here. There's Marianne Miller Meeks. This is a celebration for Marianne Miller Meeks, a Republican of uh, Iowa, because this Nancy Pelosi herself was going to use her her because she is the House. She is the Democrat Party, right? She was going to use her powers to steal this election from this woman, Marianne Miller Meeks, who won her state seat in a six-vote count. Her race was so close, and they had recounts, and they did everything. It was so close that the Democrat loser, um, something Hart, Monica Hart? No, wait, that's a, that's a drag queen, my bad. Anyways, no, uh, Rita Hart, Rita Hart, that was her name. Rita Hart, her opponent, started pitching a fit and wanted her, wanted her El Capitan, Nancy Pelosi. Oh, wait, I forgot. Her name's not Nancy Pelosi. Her name is... Uh, <laughs> name uh it's her eyebrows eyebrows and uh, eyebrows pelosi because <laughs> she's got two sets of eyebrows but one of them is actually her uh her um actually the bone underneath her her eye socket anyways mulligan's pelosi mulligan eyebrows pelosi was gonna try and steal this for rita hart she even said that she could if she wanted to but anyways it, as it turns out in a victory for um marionette miller meeks whom I thought had a very unique name and a very, you know, uh, cute mousy smile, I'm sure. Like, uh, I was like, okay, this is great. So we're celebrating that for Marionette Miller-Meeks on the Sea Report, that she is going to retain her seat in Iowa, that the Democrats have been defeated in this, and they were literally going to just take it from her. Like, they're literally going to just take it from her. And I know that they fought hard for it. And I think that uh, Marionette Miller-Meeks making an appearance on the southern border along with uh, along with that GOP, GOP delegation that came down initially um, um, prior to the, the latest one where uh, Cruz had released um, the videos. Uh, I think that that might have gone to help. I was surprised to see her there. Um, when I saw her there, I was like, oh, Marionette Miller-Meek, she's real, she speaks, That's she's in Texas. That's This is cool. Anyways, okay. So I don't know. We'll see because now that we'll be doing the sea report at a godly hour and I'm going to try and get it between 4 and 5 p.m. Central Time, maybe we can get some guests on the show. And I would love to talk with Marionette Miller-Meeks and see what she has to say about this whole debacle and fiasco that was going on in the state of Iowa 
um, where the Dems would again try to write in plain sight, steal an election from a conservative or just someone who is their opponent. So congratulations to you, Marionette Miller-Meeks. We are going to continue to support you as long as you fight the fine fight and as long as you uphold the values of the Constitution and the things that we put you there to serve us for. All right. Um, we got about five. Okay, two more things real quick, real quick. Okay, so yesterday... Oh, let me, let me get Marionette off the screen. Um, <clears throat> yesterday on the Sea Report, we were talking about how the vaccines, they're trying to rename them and uh, re... I'm sorry, not rename them. They're trying to um, change the definition of vaccines in Merriam-Webster's dictionary, right? So they're trying to change the definition. They're trying to... As a way to trick us, right? So uh, apparently Merriam-Webster's dictionary is woke. Apparently they're the SJWs now... Apparently, if you're wondering, if because you want to see where all these influences go, right? Where do these uh, liberal left uh, uh, influences go in the media, in entertainment, etc., in academia, in literature? Well, in literature, apparently, it's Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, because uh, Merriam-Webster's Dictionary is releasing a new definition on racism. Now, apparently, according to Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, you're racist also, if you don't see racism, what the hell, right? What the hell? Okay. This article from the right scoop says the Merriam-Webster dictionary online stealth edited its definition of colorblind a couple months back, making it almost as woke as an average CNN news report. When people online noticed it recently, it began to go viral as it should, because it's totally insane and stupid on the definition Treating all people the same regardless of race, Merriam-Webster includes this usage note, which isn't about usage at all. Note, while sense too can be used with positive connotations of freedom from racial prejudice, it often suggests a failure of refusal to acknowledge or address that many racial inequalities exist in today's society or to acknowledge important aspects of racial identity racial identity guy and uh the examples get even worse now colorblind definition of colorblind um affected with partial or total inability to distinguish one or more chromatic colors uh not influenced by differences of race especially treating all people the same regardless of race. And this is where that note comes in. It says, while sense too can be used with positive connotations of freedom from racial prejudice, it often suggests a failure or refusal to acknowledge or address the many racial inequities that exist in today's society or to acknowledge important aspects of racial identity. <clears throat> so then it says, equitable, equitable instruction isn't colorblind. It is Responsive to students' unique and diverse backgrounds, said Imani Goffney, um, assistant professor of mathematics education at the University of Maryland. And it says, what I learned was what is that what I learned was that white parents often refrain from speaking with their children about race, racism, and racial inequity. If racial discussions do occur, they are characterized by a colorblind rhetoric. So now colorblind, if you say colorblind, I guess that means you're racist also. Uh, being not racist is racist is basically what it's saying. That's exactly what we can expect from these people and the woke society of today. Um, let's see. Uh, so it just goes on. This is craziness, guys. This is all craziness. All right. We're about to wrap on the C report. I'm going to leave you with this thought, America. I'm going to leave you with this thought. President. Select. 
Joe Biden, he almost fell down the stairs again. This is where he falls down and they, they pause it. Just kidding. <laughs> we made it to the end. All right. I'm sorry you couldn't see Joe Biden falling up the stairs again, but I'm sure there will be another time. To me, it's karma, y'all. It's karma. I mean, you heard President Trump saying when they set him up with uh, a steep, icy and uh, a way to walk and there was no uh, no banisters or anything, I'd say that was... I would say that was intentional. And I think he has a lot of grace for saying that it wasn't or not saying that it was. So anyways, all right, guys, y'all have a great evening. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Make sure you do come back tonight. So Mr. C and Magadon show will be on at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central time. We'll be doing it live on Twitch and YouTube. So we will see you then, guys. And until then, y'all have a great evening and we'll see you next time.